0: Hi, everyone.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Welcome to another episode.
1: It's so great to be here. How are you?
0: I'm doing really great. I feel like I was like, welcome to another episode. Like I had something else to say and I didn't. So We
1: do have something else to say today.
0: Well, we are at episode 73.
1: Which is huge because if y'all don't know, and if you are a regular listener, then you do know, prior to this time last year, I peaced out and was like, hey, y'all, I can't do this. Well, I didn't actually tell you guys. I told Anna. I said, I can't do this anymore. So I kind of dropped off podcast world for a little bit, but we have been consistent in the year of 2022 and we are on episode 73.
0: Yeah. And a big thank you to Sound Off Media.
1: Absolutely for dealing with my shenanigans, my technological shenanigans. You guys missed it. Uh, not that you can see us, but I had some technological malfunctions and my P pop mm-hmm. filter um, and my setup was not working.
0: So we had to restart, but that's okay. We're here today.
1: Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, yes. you
0: guys. I am so excited for our guest today. Are you ready? What? Okay, so y'all, you're in for a treat. Our guest today is a number one new release, best selling author on Amazon. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait for you to hear from this person. Please welcome to our show, Alexandra Wyman.
1: Oh gosh, what? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. And I will say I also got number one artwork release of a new release. Wow. Yes. In its category. So it's really funny how these algorithms work, but it was within the category for the memoir. Uh, by the way, I wrote a book. It's called The Suicide Club, What to Do When Someone You Love Chooses Death. It is about my healing process after Sean passed. I've talked about it a little bit, but it is officially published and on Amazon and also BarnesandNoble.com.
0: Yay! Yes. Y'all. This is a big deal. And I don't mean to say that like I because I've been listening to the other podcast is going to sound like I'm stealing from that person's stuff and I'm not. But this is a major deal because she says this that is a big deal all the time. And so oh, yeah, see, I'm not I copying yes. like but this is major. Alexandra mm-hmm. wrote and published a book that is yeah. available for sale on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, it's huge. It's kind of still surreal, but I've had some great responses, great reviews. people are wanting to share about it. People I don't even know are thanking other people for sharing that this book exists. and I do have to remind myself while selling the book is a big major point, it's also creating other opportunities. And so far it has done that and it's yeah, been a very short time. but I am really excited for what is coming coming my way. Look out today's show. Here she
0: comes. That's right, that's right. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the future opportunities that this will yield. I'm excited for the people whose lives you're going to touch because of the message that you have given to the universe. Here's hoping. It's just phenomenal.
1: Yes. I know it might sound like I'm not excited, but I think it's just also part of the surreal, surrealness, surreality. The real aspect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The grammarian over there is trying to figure Uh. out what I'm saying. Yeah, I threw that Um. out the window after the last time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, it's been a whirlwind and amazing. And so people have been insanely generous with their, like I said, their reviews and being willing to share about it. So,
0: well, today, Alexandra, I am toasting you with this Cabernet Sauvignon in our Christmas glasses. What is it called? Right hook. It is. It says from
1: Bulgaria. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Around the world. It is
0: December 1st in our part of the world. And so I put on a pair of Christmas earrings today because I do love the holiday spirit. But before I get into holidayness with you. Y'all
1: will not hear this on December 1st. Just saying. No.
0: But that is when this is. (laughs) In the place where time is, it is December 1st. There you go. Um, Being that, I put on some Christmas earrings today, they're ornament earrings, and I wore them to school. Um, Mm. And other children were wearing festive gear. And I did not put two and two together. I was like, oh, I love the hat you're wearing. And they're like, miss, it's December 1st.
1: And I was like, oh, that's a thing. Okay." Oh, so it officially kicks off being able to wear Christmas or Uh, holiday gear? Apparently. I mean, I do have clients who celebrate Hanukkah. So just I have colleagues who also here's what I want to ask about Hanukkah or at least for you individuals who celebrate Hanukkah. So I find I go into my local Target and I kind of feel for you all because you get like an end cap and it's one shelf that you get for Hanukkah. I mean, they have a Christmas section like their seasonal section is all Christmas Christmas. Does it drive you guys nuts? Because I'll say and this, I'm not trying to equate Hanukkah to my child's clothes, but buddies being a boy, the section for boys clothes, especially for his age and that like three T to five T before you're technically in little boys is so small and it keeps getting pushed out more and more by the little girls clothes because y'all need 10, 20 tutus for a three-year-old. It is irritating to walk in and I'm like, there's one pair of shoes, one pair of pants and like two shirts for this child. And I see it cracks me up because anytime we go to any of our classes, if it's swimming, if it's gym class, all little boys are wearing the same jackets, pants and shirts because that's all available. And I just feel for you guys celebrating Hanukkah because I'm like, where do you get
0: your stuff? So a college friend of mine on the social media posted a picture and was at, to this very point of the one end cap at Schmarget um, and was like, here's our annual
1: obligatory end cap for Hanukkah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sucks. There's got to be some online store that just makes bank off of selling everything for Hanukkah or even Kwanzaa. I mean, I, I will admit I don't I don't know anyone personally who celebrates Kwanzaa, but it is something that we talk about. So I'm like, where do you get this? So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I just,
0: they, they put it into Merry Christmas Kwanzaa. Yeah. I love that you said
1: that because I it went through my head and I was like, I'm not going to say it.
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas, McQuanzica, to be honest with you, I adore the holiday season. And mid-November, when I remember, I think I mentioned it on the podcast, that our station, our local station, started playing holiday music. And I heard the Mele Kalikimaka, mm. um, which is something that another colleague of mine and I like often will quote at each other. And so I shot off a Mele Kaliki maka which is now... In my text
1: speech already, so I don't have to, like, autocorrect that. I think that's fantastic. Speaking of Christmas music, which I have to say, Anna's pretty stellar because Anna has ringtones for Christmas, which cracked me up, and I'm like, how do you get these? She has the Cyrillic alphabet in her texting because I'm like, I don't have the Cyrillic alphabet. I'm always, like, transliterating if I'm texting anything in Russian. And I love that you have that now. In your... Sorry, I'm like so distracted by honey right now. I think she might be out of So
0: powder. I'm distracted also. So hold on to what we were going to say about my ringtones is where I think you were going. Oh, no, I already talked about those. Okay, see, I was distracted by the dog <laughs> who put her paw up on me just now. And it's windy outside. So I'm wondering if she stirred up. But you guys also, we were sitting in the living room and um, the door like blew open. Now, granted, <laughs> Buddy went and opened the door for his imaginary friends to come in and help him clean up. And I don't know that it got shut all the way. And then the wind just kind of like kicked it open in that eerie way. And it was like, and then and then the dog was just kind of standing there like, ah, there are things it, out there, right? Like standing in the door. What is that called? The doorway?
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the door thing? <laughs> what is that thing? Mm-hmm. She, it, she could be. She's sensitive to the wind for sure. But she also might need water. Anyway, we're going to move on from my dog. And just to say... I think you do a really good job of having these little nuanced things on your phone. Like I was saying, the Cyrillic alphabet and having oh. your ringtone change. And I love that you have Melly Kleekimaka in your speech to text. My speech to text is horrible. I don't understand. But anyway, what I was going to say about the Christmas music is so, Buddy has been super sick this week, like one of the worst ways he's ever been sick. And it's potentially due to an ear infection. He's not like contagious with COVID or anything. So he's just had this like, everlasting fever, which has been awesome for me as mom. Like, I don't know how to help you. Anywho, so we were running late. We had a really rough morning running late. Poor kid did not want any of his medicine, like puked all over my bed. And I was like, okay, I don't have time for this, though. I have to run out the door. And there's a reason to, I'm like just setting up the scene here. Can I just say before you move on uh with your story
0: that he let me know that he did puke this morning and he was like, Nana, I was like, (laughs) but. And then he was like, mm-hmm. and then I was like, some more. And I was like, thanks, yes. dude. <laughs> yes.
1: The thing I still use sometimes the, the like baby medicine, little syringe things. He can do a cup, but I feel like those don't always get all the medicine. But I think sometimes it like shoots the medicine down his throat and his gag reflex just automatically goes. And then next thing you know he's like throwing up all over my bed. And I was like, what is happening? Anywho, needless to say, I was like rushing around, trying to get out the door, had a client that I was already going to be a little late to. And I was co-treating. It's this whole big thing. And I'm stressed out trying to get him to where he's going to be for the day so that I can go to work. And I'm like, Come on people, get out of my you know that I'm like the frenzied driver now on the road trying to get to my client's house and finally I was like I just have to surrender to this And of course when I say that to myself mentally I get stuck behind this Honda. And this Honda is like just going down the road and I can't get around this person and I need to make a left-hand turn and they're like la 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 It's a nice beautiful day and so I'm I'm just like lady. I'm guessing it's a lady. I don't know, but I was like, can you please move out of my way? So, anyway, we both stopped at the, it was a double left hand turn. And so we're next to each other now. And I'm like, don't look at her. Cause I was like, come on, lady. I didn't, he obviously wasn't like gesturing or anything. And um, so I thought, you know, maybe I'll just put on the Christmas station that Anna has talked about and maybe see what's on there. And I was like, don't look at her, don't look at her, don't look at her, and don't look at her. And put on the Christmas music station. And I turn and decide to look at her. She is full on. She was like probably in her late 50s, 60s. She is jamming out to the same Christmas station that I am, singing at the top of her lungs, totally car dancing. And I was like, oh, I can't be mad at you anymore, Honda. I just can't. And she was having a jolly good morning. Good for her. Spread right. that Christmas cheer. Exactly. And I it put me in my place. And I was like whatever. I'm just going to be late with my client. I've already apologized. There's only so much I can do. And I'm just going to love that this lady was taking her sweet ass time on the road while she was jamming out to Christmas carols. Girl after my own heart. <laughs> right? I know. You asked earlier how I was
0: doing. I think, did you? I think so. Okay. <laughs> so as Alexandra alluded to, she didn't allude to, she stated, you know, we have our, you are not alone segments. And so I, instead of ending with the You Are Not Alone segment, since Alexander asked how I was doing, I wanted to share with you all some stories. Um, And I have a few examples for You Are Not Alones. So remember that I am coaching volleyball Um, I haven't coached in 10 years and I'm really excited to be coaching again. And so I just wanted to let you all know, you listeners all know, that you are not alone if you also have coached or maybe you've been at an event, a large event where there are lots of people. And if during said event... You happened to get tripped up on the ball bag while you were trying to go retrieve a ball during a game. So everyone is watching you retrieve the only ball that is used in the game and your foot gets caught up in the ball bag and you fall flat on your face on the gym floor (laughs) in front of a whole crowd of people. And since it was our last home game, there were a lot of people, children, (laughs) Adults, students, parents, admin, everyone. And so I did what I only know how best to do. And that is when I fell on my hands, was saying in my head, fuck a duck. I did not allow those words to come out of my mouth when I stood up. Rather, I stood up, rolled the volleyball back to the other side of the court and said, with my hands reaching high up in the air, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to be like, you fell? Flat on my face, <laughs> hands and knees in front of a whole crowd of people today.
1: And leapt up, raised my hands in the air and said, I'm okay. I love that you did that. I was going to ask if you did like a cheer or something with it. Did you get
0: some clapping? Did you get a cheer back? No, I think there were gasps, but I couldn't (laughs) hear them. And then we had to resume play. And then later, I could tell that people wanted to laugh. And then I think the children were like my players were scared to until we were like later in a huddle at some point. And I was like, I just need you guys to keep it up. I know you can do it. Like, if I can fall flat on my face in front of a whole crowd, I know that you could get back in in this game and like come out on top. Like, and Did then they the, win. We won several of our games today, so I I don't remember exactly. We didn't start out well. I think we were intimidated, but we came back, and it was a really fun day of volleyball. We had some great games, some great volleys, and so I was really proud of the girls. But yeah, at some point, this one girl's like, when I was trying to make fun of myself and be you know self deprecating because my ego was really hurt, she was oh like, God. "Yeah, that was funny." I wanted to be like, "What'd you say to me?" But I didn't because at that point we were in front of said crowd. And so we got back to the bench and it was a little while later. And um, I was apparently standing in front of her and she couldn't see. And she's like, I can't see. And I was like, that's too bad for you because I was standing and coaching. Um, And so she got up and stood right next to me. And I was like, no, you need to go sit down. And then I had just a baby like side chat with her about like, I don't, I'm not really sure what's going Mm. on with you right now. And in fact, I need to let you know, like, that comment you made about like finding it funny that I fell was rude and hurt my feelings. And I said, I would never laugh at you if you fell. And she's like, oh my gosh, miss, I'm so sorry. Like it was, it ended up being like really great and everything. But I was like, again, that was probably more about my ego and everything, like in front of a are, whole crowd of people. Are you physically okay? Well, I, <laughs> at some point I was standing off to the the side in front of the girls, the girls who weren't playing. And I was like, yeah, like wow, I landed really hard on my hands, and they're like, "Are you okay, Miss?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll be fine. I just, I think again, it was bigger e- ego bruise
1: than anything else." I feel like you need to wrap up both your arms tomorrow. <laughs> So
0: Like I'm okay. I'm supposed to teach classes all day tomorrow. And that would be
1: amazing. Like I'm okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When you were saying that it reminded me of a time where I had to tell people like, it's okay to laugh. So a few years ago, our brother had his friends from high school come out to go skiing and I decided to go with them. I think everyone was there, but anyway, the point was I had not really devoted much time to my skiing practice. So I wasn't very good. I was just a very shaky skier. And the other guys that were out here were very good. And so here I go down this mountain and I'm like, la, 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 la. And I caught an edge on my ski, start doing some crazy things like doing the splits. I end up facing up the mountain. <laughs> oh no! And one of the guys almost crashed into me, had to avoid me. At the same time, this woman had to avoid me as well so they both went around me but they weren't paying attention to each other and they literally missed their skis and hugged <laughs> they like did not crash but hugged now everyone else in my party is at the bottom of the mountain looking up waiting for all of us to get on the ski lift and they look up and they see this whole thing like i'm doing the splits facing the wrong way and then the one guy in our party ends up, and then she was a stranger Yeah. Hugged a stranger. And then I got to, I mean, I was so furious to talk about ego, so furious, so embarrassed. And I get to the bottom and everyone is just like stoic faces staring at me. And I was like, it's okay to laugh. And they go, okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) And then started busting up laughing. And I was like, okay, that was embarrassing. That is exactly,
0: well, pretty much what happened with the kids earlier today. Like (laughs) at some point I got over myself and was like, it, it was, yeah. Like I totally face planted in front of many people. And those things are going to happen. And and yeah, I want to be able to laugh at myself. But it was also like I couldn't have tripped up the stairs when no one else was around. No, I had to like for whatever reason. (laughs) Now here is the kicker. I put the ball bag there. (laughs) I put the ball bag there for me to get tripped up on, (laughs) apparently. So I like I had no one to be mad at but myself, which makes it worse because you're like, gosh, darn it, who put this bag here? And then you're like, dang it, I did. Yeah, <laughs> it was me. It like sounds- <laughs> the girls had their backpacks around. I couldn't have tripped up on that and then blamed one of them for falling <laughs> over. No, I put the ball bag where it was. And then when I went to go retrieve another ball to send it back across the court, like, yeah, totally got tripped up in it. And I could feel myself like I could feel my foot caught up in the strap and it just wouldn't release. And then, yeah, I tried <laughs> I tried to get out of the strap and ended up just falling on my face.
1: Oh, my God. Yes.
0: I wish you could have been there because you would have laughed. Now, the whole point to that is you are not alone, people. If you have been in a situation just like that or similar, because Alexandra and I have now shared stories of embarrassing moments where you're like, you got to put the ego on the shelf and just things happen.
1: It sounds like you handled it like a champ. So I want to give you props for that. You know, you didn't cry. You didn't say the F word really loud. You just, you know, worked it into something bigger, which is fun. And then, yes, I will say you are not alone if you can truly laugh at yourself and let go of that ego.
0: I'm so glad you said that because my next you are not alone oh, example. More. Yes, mhm. Just okay, let's do uh-huh. this. So I was on my way home from said volleyball <laughs> game this evening and it was dark outside, right? So people are just driving weird because we're not used to like having so many people out driving in the dark, especially in the summer, right? Like it doesn't get dark until much, much later. And by then, most people are home. So unfortunately, during commute hours, it's dark. And so there are just a lot of people around. That is, that's not even part of the story. That is just like, hey, that was my commute home. Is there more cars on the road? Which slowed down my commute, I guess, which allowed me more time to think about said falling incident. And then I was replaying in my head like what I must have looked like from the back of myself. (laughs) Like if I was watching a video, like how my hair would have like been (laughs) like on the floor, right? Like I just got a haircut and I straightened it today. And so I was just imagining like this (laughs) this like wave of like foof, foof, um Yeah. And yeah, it was just embarrassing. There's just no fun way about that. Anyway, so I was thinking about that on the way home. I drive into my neighborhood and I think I'm going to check the mailbox, which I did a couple of days ago. But being Christmas, I figure like there's probably some packages or things that I've ordered that I'm waiting for that could arrive at any time.
1: From a month ago? (laughs) Just <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now she's
0: mocking me because Saturday when I checked the mailbox, it had oh, been weeks. I was going to say, you checked it? Okay, good yes, for you. Yes, it was for very you. full because, right? You guys all know I don't like junk mail, junk mail, junk mail. Jury duty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, anywho, I go and I get into my neighborhood and I go up into our community mailboxes and I get out of the car. I'm listening to, oh, I'm listening to the Mistletoe Mix CD Ah. that um,
1: we made as a party favor from one
0: of our Christmas parties one year.
1: Yeah, because Anna's the only person I know who still has a CD player that works in her car. It's Awesome. And then
0: what's her name? The violinist Mm -hmm. Lindsay Sterling. Thank you. Her thing of silent Mm -hmm. night is my favorite. So just happened to be playing that. Right. And I'm like, that's a good "Ah." mix. It might've been that or Glee's rendition of, do you hear what I hear? Which also makes me
1: tear up. That is a good one. I think I need to go for a ride in your car so I can hear the mix. Yeah. It's by the way, you can't get Lindsay Sterling silent night, that rendition very easily. Oh yeah. Anyway.
0: So we're lucky. Well, you can ride in my car anytime and I'll play Christmas music, for you. your car doesn't have a CD player? I think it actually does, but I'm not sure it actually works. Oh, all right. Actually? Well, actually, like love actually. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. So like Cindy Lou Who, I am on a roll. You are. Keep I've going. had two sips of wine, y'all. Okay. So it's just because I'm hyped up after this fall on the floor in front of everybody. So I go to the mailbox. I check my mailbox. And remember, it's dark. So I pull up my card next to the mailboxes. I get out. um, The Christmas music is still playing in my car because it's still running. And I go to my mailbox and I open it up and it's empty. So I say out loud to myself, no mail today, which (laughs) I thought was like really weird because there was like it wasn't a key for any package or anything. So I was like, guess I got no mail today. Out loud to myself, and <laughs> right, and I get back in the car and I drive on to my town home. And as I'm like slowly rolling by the mailboxes, I see there is a human being standing right behind the mailbox with his dog. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> So I want oh. you. I want you to know that you are not alone if you also talk to yourself at the mailbox, get into your car, and realize there was someone standing behind the mailboxes with their
1: dog. Oh, boy. hmm I don't know. <laughs> guess, guess you got no mail today. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just envisioning how we've talked about before with dating how Anna wants to be in the grocery store, and she and the man of her dreams are going to like put their hands up for the same item at the same time, and their hands are going to touch, and it's going to be like lightning. She's doing we're gonna, it right now. We're going to be
0: reaching for the shelled pistachios at the same time.
1: <laughs> you manifest it. I love it. Put that on your list. <laughs> and then, is it the chili flavor,
0: honey roasted, or just plain salted?
1: Lightning. <laughs> lightning's going to strike in the middle of Safeway but hopefully in a good way (laughs) Uh (laughs) and it's happily ever after from there but there's a part of me that's like oh no we gotta work work on your your swag a little bit your swagger and work on it a little bit because uh i love (laughs) this guy. i'm just imagining the guy going home to whoever and being like this weird thing happened like he's gonna get on his podcast and be like you're not alone (laughs) <laughs> if your neighbor talks out loud. yeah I just realized I
0: went to jury duty since we last had a podcast episode yes. and Alexandra was Ugh. trying to tell me that that is a place to meet people. No, that is
1: not. <laughs> you have misinterpreted what I said <laughs> twice now. She tried to intone what I sounded like. She tried to mimic me and she was like, you don't know who you're going to find there. And I was like, who is that? She goes, that's what you sound like. That,
0: that is how... I told her. I was, uh, Okay, honestly, I did say that that is how I perceived the
1: message that she was
0: trying to tell this me. This is
1: what I said to her. And we talked about this a little bit. So you can share how jury duty went. Like, she informed us she was going... And as I'm thinking, oh, amazing, right? Like we've been talking about dating and partnership and you never know when you're going to meet someone, but be open to it because it could be at jury duty. And as I'm thinking this and about to say something, Anna's like, who knows? Maybe I'll run into some of my students' parents there. And I was like, for dating? No. Oh, I was like, that's not what I was saying at all. And so it makes sense to me that what she heard was, well, you never know. You might meet someone. You have to see how I'm like doing my facial expressions right now. Uh, we need like Patreon or one of those things where there's the video where people can watch us. But anyway, and she was retelling this. And I was like, that is not how the conversation went for me. And she was like, but that's how it went for me. Communication is two way. There's a,
0: there's a giver and a receiver. Oh boy. Uh huh. So. I don't remember if I told you
1: all that I was going to have jury duty, but I did. End that up, you were going, but I don't think you had the opportunity to share about it.
0: Well, because I knew nothing. I, I think I was kind of lamenting that I was going to have to go to jury duty, and it ended up being just fine. And I was lamenting about it because I was going to be missing a volleyball tournament at school, and I was like, I like Well, it. I don't know. It sounds like you you did just fine with your volleyball tournament I today. made up for it, and then some <laughs> today. <laughs> but... Okay, so I went to jury duty on my scheduled day. And I found a seat way in the back, like tucked around this little corner against the wall. And I got out my crocheting and I was making my Christmas gifts back there. And then they finally get started. And one law clerk comes up and starts calling out names. And for a certain trial, they had to fill out a separate like questionnaire kind of thing. So they're like, anyone who has a clipboard in the questionnaire, um, I'm going to be calling your names up now. So Just wait till you hear your name and then come on up and talk to the people around the corner. And anyway, all those people got called up and it sounds like their trial wasn't starting until 1030 or like their jury selection wasn't starting until 1030. So they could either stay. In the room and they could come back and like sit in the room and just hang out or they could leave and come back. So then another law clerk comes in and is like, okay, so the rest of you or about the rest of you are going to come with me. And I was like, hot damn. Like I was thinking, I don't know that there'd be several trials starting that day, but no, it sounds like the jury selection that we were all there for was for two trials only. And there were about 100 and some odd people left in the room. And she's like, okay, I'm going to start calling you in groups of eight and then try and stay in your groups of eight um, and then take the elevator up to the um, courtroom. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I go back to crocheting, still trying to listen for my name. It's not getting called. And I was like, oh, she said almost everyone is going to come with me today. So I'm like, hmm, so you're saying there's a chance I might still get to go home. And the way the system works here is I already told work that I had jury duty for the day. So even if I didn't get called, I suppose I could have gone back to work, but I also didn't have to because I had the day for jury duty. So I was like, okay, if I don't get called, then here are all the errands I could run or all the things that I could accomplish today with my time, blah, 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 blah. So I'm sitting there and I, in the last group of eight people was Anna Gazzetti's name called, I'm sorry, Who? Anna Gazzetti. And I could have very well said, I don't know who that is. her name
1: is? Anna
0: Gazzetti. All right. It gets often confused when it's on paper. So I just roll with it. And um, oh, my God. Remind me to come back to you about I was on the phone with customer service. And when I told him how I pronounce my name, okay, I guess I'm just going to tell you now. (laughs) So I was on the phone with customer service about something else this week. And um, he's like, am I speaking to Anna? And I said, this is Anna. And he's like, like in Frozen? (laughs) He's like, do you sing? And then he starts singing, do you want to build a snowman? No, really? Yes. That's It was kind of cute. And I I was like, is this man flirting with me from God knows wherever he is?
1: Yeah. You're going to meet him in the aisle at Safeway. Just kidding. Reaching for the shelled pistachios. Yeah. Yeah. That's right.
0: Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Cundell and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email. Matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. So anyway, back to jury duty. Anna Gisetti gets called. I put my crocheting back in my backpack and I pick up my stuff and I go and my group of eight and it turns out there was like one group of four after us. So we were in the last dregs of the jury selection. And then we go up to the floor where the courtroom is and then like have to wait in the hallway for a while. And then finally they let us file into the courtroom. And my group of people that I was filed in with, we sat all the way in the back. So I was like in the back, I was going to say pew. (laughs) I was, in the, I was in the back pew in the courtroom. You know, they, they look like pews. They're benches. They're hard as rocks. But anyway, to make a long story longer, I uh, was sitting there and they're like, they were making jokes about get comfortable. Like they usually don't have that many people coming in for jury selection, apparently. But, and this is interesting because the last time I had jury duty, which was several, several years ago, it was a six person jury. But that was first civil case. So I quickly realized. That there were so many of us because it was going to be a 12-person, actually a 13-person jury. So 12 with one alternate because it was a criminal case. And it was going to be a at least five-day trial. Yeah. Um, and it had to do with vehicular homicide and all sorts of things. So it was like a really big deal. And the defendant was in the courtroom. And the buzz all around me was kind of funny. Like all the people, you know, who watch crime shows and just the whole voir dire selection process. And I didn't myself have to go through that because they ended up because I told you I was in the the back pew of the courtroom. They had already like had their first groups of eight up there and we're going to try and, and file through those. And then when they dismissed some jurors, they picked them from the next people who were in line, not all of us peons in the way back of the courtroom. But it was interesting that we still had to go through that whole process and get sworn in. And like we were considered jury members until we were all released to go because they had their 13 for – the trial. So, at first when I heard it was going to be a 5 day, I was like, "Oh, that's a long time <laughs> to sit on these really hard chairs and that's a lot of work to miss for for this trial." But then I also was like, "Hmm, then that'd be pretty interesting." And then the other part of me, like I was flip-flopping back and forth constantly thinking like that was going to be a really difficult child to have to sit through and listen to because the person who was killed was young, a young woman and her dog. And I only know that because after I left jury, I was heading up for a hair appointment listening to my Christmas music. But then at a red light, I was like, "Hmm, what is this? And so I read an article about it and it was very tragic. Uh.
1: Yeah, I know. That is a lot. That's really interesting. As you were talking about the process and everything, it kind of made me chuckle a little bit because the two times in the last, let's say, I want to say five years or six years that I've been called for jury duty, one of them, I just sat there and then they basically just let me go. And the second time, my number wasn't called. (gasps) Are you so sad? (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. It's not that I don't want to do my duty by being able to to be available. But I just, it's really interesting to have to go through that. Like your experience has been so different and getting that close to it. And I knew, I mean, given my work history and given
0: my personal relationships and my ties to either law enforcement and colleagues that I work with or the various places that I've worked for and the training that I've done, the chances that I would have been selected for a jury in this situation are extremely low. The defense attorneys would have excused me, no doubt. Like there was a therapist She's a mental health therapist and her boyfriend is in law enforcement. Now, I don't have a boyfriend and he's not in law enforcement. I don't have a person who's in law enforcement at the moment. But I was thinking like, oh, I get the mental health perspective because that's what I do on the daily. But I also have a lot of ties to law enforcement. And if they ask, like, have you done any law or um, law enforcement training? and I was was like preparing my answers. Should I make it all the way up there? Um, And that would have taken like two days for all of us to get up there and do voir dire Luckily, we didn't have to, but I was, I was going to be like Chunk and Goonies and just like give my whole history. And I was like going to tell a joke about how I took the LSATs one time. Like I got that far and took the LSATs. And it was like one of the most excruciating experiences of my life. And obviously didn't go then to law school, not because I didn't have a good score, but because oh I gosh. just decided, right? I, I was like I spiraling.
1: Just, I love that because you probably, I could see you just being so nervous and saying something like that and like just giving the whole thing and then the lawyer being like, Miss Gisetti, that was a yes or no question. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Could have just said yes or no. Well, and oh. so the reason
0: I brought up jury duty was because in the Grinch, when he's standing at the mailboxes and he's like, jury duty, jury duty, junk mail, junk mail. Yes. And I just told my mailbox story about how you're not alone if you yourself <laughs> talk to nobody or yourself and then realize there's someone else that was standing there listening to you the whole time. I just think that's hilarious. It is hilarious.
1: Uh, Yeah, I can't do that at my mailbox. I do also have a community mailbox, but so I'm trying to think. I talk to myself all the time in my car, but luckily with hands-free phones, no one thinks anything of it anymore, so I'm just like the crazy lady. Interesting. All right. You've had a lot going on there.
0: Yeah, and my last You Are Not Alone is... Oh, okay, yeah. Just And it's short. My last You Are Not Alone is You Are Not Alone if at this point or wherever you are in your life right now, if everything is making you weepy, you're not alone. Oh, okay. this the season. I'm just sensitive. Like all the holiday things make me emotional. Yeah. The music makes me emotional. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like, I like I get ugly right cry. F- and I'm not, but I do like <laughs> ugly cry face in my car to do you hear what I hear and silent night. I'm like, good God. They do a good job.
1: Those are really good renditions of those. So that's me. Okay. Now it's you. Oh, for I wasn't ready to do. Oh no, you oh. no, just like yeah. Oh. How are How are you? We're clear. <laughs> I know we're like towards the end of the episode. How are you? What? How, wait, what is it? How are you? No, let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> what do you think about me? That's from beaches. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. How am I? I'm still having te- technical difficulties. I botch the lines from beaches all the time. That's why I have you here. I have a long memory. Weird. (laughs) I'm counting on it. (laughs) Oh,
0: no. See, I just botched it. She says, My memory is long. I'm counting on it.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh Um, You guys are welcome. Things have been going pretty well um, on our end. It's been, you know, it has felt a little bit like it's raining on us. So, between Buddy being sick and then trying to figure out work schedules and Just my work is really hard. I know I used to talk about this when I was working in schools, and I'm just finding I transitioned for a reason, and I want to keep doing that transition and have other opportunities because, as much as I love babies and I love being able to work with them and see their growth and talk to parents and coach them, I found that after Buddy had the whole week of Thanksgiving off from daycare, and so we played around and did stuff and family stuff. I mean, we talked about that in our last episode. And then when it was time for him to go back to daycare and me to... And it wasn't that I didn't work over Thanksgiving, but it just it decreases, right? People are doing stuff, so they don't want to have appointments. And then I was like, ugh. I was like, oh, no. I've only been doing this for a few months. I can't be at that point. And it was fine, but I just... I was like, oh. So I'm just really... trying to put my efforts to, like, my sound check. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh. I'm so glad you said that because I was just, like, listening Uh to you. Just wait. There might be some more bloopers. (laughs) Like, we can bring out the bloopers from Rickerford where it's me burping to a Christmas music. There were so many sounds coming from you just now. Well, when I don't have words, you get sounds instead. So it's been good. It's been good. I have gotten quite a few people who have reached out about our episode on my dreams. Oh, (laughs) so I did have another dream that I wanted to share with everybody. So this one, it was a pretty short dream, but I was with Buddy and we were in this park again, a dream. So we were in this park and he told me that he needed to go to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, all right, let's figure out where we can go potty. And so we stand up from our little picnic and I'm walking towards these public bathrooms and I reach behind me to grab his hand. And so we start walking towards the bathroom and I notice that there is this gentleman who's like walking behind us. He's probably like, I don't know, mid fifties and he's walking behind us. And I'm like, okay, man, like go into the men's room, right? Usually right by the ladies room. But he's, like, still hanging out, and I'm talking to Buddy, and I'm like, okay, we're going to go to potty, and we have to wash our hands, and then we're going to go back out to our picnic, and I'm noticing this guy is, like, still kind of really close behind us. I'm like, I don't understand what is happening, but just, like, okay, being polite. And then we get closer, and there's this hallway, like, kind of a hallway into the actual ladies' room, but you'd already walked into the door, right? It said women, and we walked through, and we're going down this hall, and the guy is still there, I was like, yeah, we're we're doing okay, sir. Can I help you? And then I looked down and realized I had grabbed his hand and not Buddy's hand. And Buddy was still with me, mind you. Um, and the guy was like, I didn't know how to tell you that you had grabbed my hand. And so he felt really awkward. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, No worries. And then like walked off. And then Buddy and I went to the bathroom. But that was that was like literally the dream. I grabbed someone else's hand and I was like, it's okay, man we're fine, And then he was like, yeah, you kind of of grabbed my hand. So that was a a dream. I don't have no idea. I did not look that one up, but I wanted to share that with you guys because it was that one was funny. I tend to have more serious dreams.
0: I love that one so much. And I think it's so funny when you're like, you look down and you realize it's a man's hand that you're holding (laughs) and not your child's. Um and then bathrooms, I think, like the bathrooms always like usually represent the fact that you have to go to the bathroom. But this one aside, or that you know that you're in a private space, and as we've talked about, dreams sometimes have to do with emotions and whether you're releasing your emotions or holding on to them, or you need to communicate them or whatever. But I also think, like on a spiritual level, people talk about other people visiting them in their dreams, and I wonder if you just got a hitchhiker. if you were like yes. energetically just grabbed on a strange energy and they're like, I don't know why I'm here. You brought me here. And you're like, sorry, man. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Or they also say that people in your dreams, yes. you're, you're, you like represent, you are the people in your dreams, just different. The things that are going on with the different people <laughs> are all representations of you.
1: Oh. oh, I haven't heard that. I have heard that even if you have a dream about someone that, yes, it's either a part of you or that that person represents someone else, but not necessarily them. I didn't recognize this guy. So the fact that it could have been a hitchhiker who was like, wrong dream. I made it into <laughs> like, like they overshot. It's almost like Harry Potter, like <laughs> dying on alley versus diagonally. And like so- someone said it wrong and ended up in my dream, like wrong person, <laughs> He's probably, that poor soul, that poor, that poor soul is like, dang it, how did I, can someone come back in and show me how to get to my person? He's like, I don't know why I'm here. I just brought along. are like, you pronounced it wrong. <laughs> That's pretty funny. His name is Shane, not Sean. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I did not recognize this guy at all. So who knows? That's a pretty funny interpretation. I also appreciate the Harry Potter references.
0: Yeah, well, it's that season. We've talked about that. It's that season. Being that I don't have internet right now, I have someone coming oh, out to my good. house. That's good. I'm not going to tell the whole story about my customer service experience today because we're running out of time, mm. but I'm going to save that for next time. That
1: and chin hairs because last time I said we were oh, I, <laughs> I think we've had meetings. enough embarrassment for today for you. Although I did tell someone today, it was funny. Well, I thought it was funny. I mean, I got a chuckle out of the parent, but I support these twins. They're, they were preemie, preemie twins and they're doing super well and lots of growth. And I work with both of them, but each week I kind of focus on one and then the other. And so one of them today, she was drooling quite a bit. And, um, so I kept, you know, wiping her mouth and she was super cute. And so I like pulled her onto my lap and I'm talking to her and I was like, okay, I'm going to tell you something. And I said, so as you get older, I'm going to tell you that you're going to want people to tell you if you're drooling or you have something in your teeth and just let them. Okay. Don't be embarrassed by it. You want people to tell you that instead of going the whole day with something in your teeth. Okay. And then I like wiped her chin and her mom was like (laughs) laughing. The mom and the nanny were like, okay, crazy OT. So I had to explain a little bit. I was like, my sister and I have this thing. And then we call each other and say, you're fired. So it was pretty yeah. cute. Yeah. We talked about that a few episodes ago. We did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I brought it to these twins. You're- I did have one more thing. I know Ooh, we have to. No, go. we don't. We are here. But um <laughs> more recently, we've been talking about weather stuff. And I just nerded out one time. So sometimes I'm not really one for scrolling social media. I've never been one who's really been into it. I do use it. Obviously, um, for you guys that have been following us and have followed the book and all sorts of stuff, but I go down rabbit holes of looking at people or weather or like animal, like migrating patterns, like weird, weird stuff. And for y'all who aren't here in Colorado, there's a joke about our weathermen because They just cannot get the weather right. It's very, it's a small percentage of the time that they can get the weather right. So they'll tell us that we're gonna get like six inches of snow and then we don't get anything, or they'll tell us that we're not gonna get anything and then we do get six inches of snow. And it's just a hot mess. So you never know. But I started looking up. I was trying to see because one of the things I kind of really want this year, because we haven't had it in a few years, is a white Christmas. Yes. I would love to have a white Christmas and not just that it snowed three days ago and it's still hanging out, but like a real white Christmas. So I was trying to look up and see how the models are predicting the weather in Colorado for the month of December. Well, here's what I found out, right? Because I think for most of us, like I have a weather app on my phone and it usually will do a 10 day forecast. So here's what's really interesting. So first, when I looked this up and it was like a week ago. Well, it's a 50 50 chance of us having a white So cousin. you're saying there's a chance, <laughs> right? And I was like, well, that's kind of snowy weather in Colorado all the time during the winter, but good job, you guys. Good job. But the other thing that's really interesting. Okay. So again, we usually look at that 10 day forecast just to get an idea. So a seven day forecast has an 80% chance of being accurate, seven days, five days has an chance of being pretty accurate. It's pretty good. But that 10 day, are you ready again? 50% chance. (laughs) So if you're a 10 day forecast, if you're past, and I would say past the seven or that five day period says it's sunny, 50% chance. It might be sunny. might not be. You don't know. I found it really interesting because I was like, in my head, I was like, then why not just do like three to five day models instead of five to 10 day forecasts, Like I don't know. To me, I'm like, I can see that they're doing it to feed the public's desire of wanting to know. But if it's inaccurate or if it's 50-50, it might snow, it might not. That's every day. (laughs) Every day we could have that. You don't need to go to school for that. I I don't have to be a meteorologist to tell you you have a 50-50 chance of the weather. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. It is funny because we all look at that.
0: In fact, my colleagues and I were talking about the weather today and how there's zero chance of snow like in the next 10 days it looks very sunny oh but only yeah 50 Uh percent accuracy on that and then we get mad if we like well i looked at the weather and it said it was going to be sunny and now you're telling me it's going to snow but that makes total sense
1: yeah oh weather people You're welcome. Oh, and so for mine, I mean, I kind of did the you're not alone, but I will say this. If you go down rabbit holes of random information, mine tend to be like actors and I'll do the same people, right? I watch the same Christmas movies every year and every year I look up the same people or interesting information or go down that rabbit hole instead of social media. You are not alone. You are not alone.
0: Hey, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready for the STW joke of the day. Let's do it. Shanti, this wintry dad joke is for you. Well, not just for you, for everyone. Okay, but in your honor. All right. So, with a couple weeks left of this semester, we're just like all over the place, emotional roller coasters. The children have a lot of energy; they kind of have had it, and so have the staff. But we're trying to hang in there and have fun. Oh, which we're trying to coordinate some really cool activities for the kids over the next couple weeks. But anyway, um, it's just a really interesting time of the year to work in a school, and so this is the one I picked. <laughs> did you hear about the angry snowman? I did not. It had a meltdown. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, we love you so much. Hey, one, leave us a review. Five star if you love us. Two, please, please, please go check out Alexandra's book, The Suicide Club. Mm -hmm. What is the subtitle? (laughs) What to do when someone you love chooses
1: death. Yes. I'm not laughing because that's not a funny title. I'm la- I'm laughing because Anna put me on the spot.
0: <laughs> yes. And it's available on Amazon. It's yes. adorable. The book cover is amazing. And when you read the book, you'll know why it's all relative. So Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, very yeah. exciting. And then once you read it, leave a review mm-hmm. and then buy the book for all your friends.
1: Yeah, that sounds good to me. Thanks for tuning in you guys. Thanks for the support. Reach out with any questions or if you want to connect with us and we shall talk to you soon. We
0: are available at the Russian sisters at gmail.com. We love you. Hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian sisters to connect with them. Go to the Russian sisters.com produced and distributed by the sound off media company.
1: The journey into yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. The Podcast
0: Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit
1: podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod Six One Seven, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts.